Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast, the place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. Before we get started, I have an announcement to make. In celebration of our launch, I'm giving away a free iPad. Shameless bribe here. To enter the drawing, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review on Apple, and then join our newsletter by submitting the form at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. Once you do that, send me the screenshot of each step to gabe at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com, and I will enter you into the drawing to get yourself a free iPad. Again, to enter the drawing, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review on Apple, and then join our newsletter at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. And we are live. Today we have with us Astrid Ferguson. Astrid is a Dominican and Haitian certified life coach, author, and poet. She was born in the Dominican Republic and raised in New York, and her hope is to inspire women to quit playing small and embrace the transition of building the career and life of their dreams. Astrid, thank you very much for coming on the show today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you Absolutely. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're uh, I'm in Seattle here, and we're we're getting our first bits of uh, of cloud cover, so we're happy. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody you know who you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in the first place? Okay. Um, yeah, as you said, I am a certified life coach. I didn't start as a certified life coach. I made my career in corporate America. I worked mostly in the pharma industry. And then after going through a very tough delivery, um, postpartum depression and, you know, almost losing my life. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I realized... I wanted to do more. I wanted to finally like leap out there and actually do something that I enjoyed. Um, so I started with writing. I started putting my poetry out there. I created two anthologies, The Moat and The Serpent's Rattle. And then from there, I was like, okay, I feel like there's more that I could do. Um, and that's how I went into life coaching and i and i feel like i found finally found something that i was put on this earth to do so to speak um and that's you know what i wanted to talk about like sometimes listening to your intuition and taking that leap of faith leads you down the path that maybe you've been searching for all your life so to speak Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. It does take that leap of faith. And I, I do want to get further into that um, before I just, I just want to go back to your life story because I love hearing, you know, how people got where they are because it really, um, you know, goes to show for the, the people listening and watching that life is not a straight line. Um, it is a series of ups and downs and, and lefts and rights. Um, and you got to kind of roll with it as it goes. So 
you actually got mm-hmm. started in the pharmaceutical industry in corporate. Um, I actually got started not in pharma, but in corporate as well. And so um, I know that I know that life and I, I know not exactly what you were going through, but I know, you know, how it kind of goes. Um, you know, after doing that, it sounds like you had a kid and you experienced postpartum depression, which, you know, I'm a man, so I can't, I can't associate with that, but I'm sure there are plenty of women out there who, who know what that, um, what that experience is like. Um, so after going through that, you, you realized you needed to do something else with your life. And so you decided to leap, um, make the, make the jump into something that really, you know, lit you up and got you going, which was writing and poetry. Um, and you did that for a while, and then you decided to to do another leap and go into um, coaching, yeah. uh, which is what you're doing today. So, um, I, you know, I love that story. I love that you were kind of you've had these uh, these not crisis moments, but these moments of decisions where you kind of moved on to the next stage of life. So, kind of take us back to the first leap. Um, you were in corporate. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are right now in corporate considering. Um, making a leap into an entrepreneurial or artistic endeavor. Um, so kind of tell us what was the leap like for you going from corporate to uh, poetry and writing? Uh, it was difficult. Um, first, I had to do, or I like to say, exercise my inner demons. <laughs> I <laughs> I am very shy and I struggled with stage fright, like really bad. and when I would write poetry, that was more like a personal thing for me because with me being Dominican, um, you know, my parents, Dominican and Haitian, my parents, when they came here to the United States, you know, I spoke Spanish. English was not my first language. So that's what I used to kind of teach myself English. Mm, And it was more of a, a personal thing. So no one even knew that I wrote poetry. So yeah. here I go and I write this book and I'm all like, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm just going to put it out there and it's going to sell. And my husband was the one that said, you can't sell a book if you don't, you know, perform. <laughs> so I had to overcome my first demon of stage fright. So get on yeah. stages and do all of that. Then when I was up there, I realized that I'm not like a lot of different poets. I'm very soft-spoken. I'm not like a slam poet, so to speak. But I have very thought-provoking like writing. And again, you know, with you listening to other people where they're like, listen to what people are telling you. A lot of people were asking me, have you considered life coaching? And I kind of just let it flow to me, so to speak, because... At first, I was like, how am I going to teach someone or how am I going to be a coach for someone, you know, helping them through life when I don't even have it together? So then after going through my certification, because I wanted to make sure that I had the proper tools, is where I was like, you know what, I am in the right place because life coaching and career coaching is more of helping people devise their own plans as to where they want to go from here to the future. It has nothing to do with me. I don't have to tell you what you have to do. We come up with a plan together. So that's how that was. Um, it was it was difficult transitioning in the sense that corporate is very much like you know day-to-day versus going into creativity where 
you don't really know. It's you're taking a risk constantly. So that was the the major transition for me. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love that you said uh, um I mean you you ran into stage fright which was was kind of the thing that you didn't expect. I'm sure as a writer you you expected to be able to just create this amazing content and then um and then that be the end of it, but you you know you were kind of going down that path and you realized that you did there was a performance aspect of it because it is poetry. Um mm-hmm. so you kind of got to that point and it sounds like, uh, was it your friends, your family that kind of came to you and said, hey, you should try out the the life coaching thing? No, it was like other people that I was running into that liked my writing and asked me if it was something I'd ever consider because they felt through my writing and even when I would perform that, you know, maybe that's something I should consider. I'm a very thought provoking or Mm -hmm. I I love having those kinds of conversations. And I just decided to take a, take a run with it. Absolutely. (laughs) Test it out. (laughs) Um, And the thing that kind of jumps out to me about your story so far is that, that you, you were willing to experiment. You were willing to, to test things with your own life. Um, you know, you didn't have all the answers. You didn't have all the, you know, the perfect plan ready. Um, but you, you knew that there was something more and there was something that you were going towards. And so you were willing to, to step out of your comfort zone um, and try these different things. And it sounds like you did end up landing, you know, on your feet in a place that really does uh, feel like it should be what you're doing here um, here on earth today, which is life coaching. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of going towards the life coaching topic, um, you know, you've gone through your own leaps in life, your own, you know, decision points. I'm sure some people listening, watching, they're, they're, they're considering, they're going to those crossroads and they're, you know, they're at the point where they should be making a leap. Um, so if you could give people advice, you know, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you get yourself off of the cliff and just jumping into, into the unknown? First, you have to accept that where you are no longer makes sense, no longer works for you. So that's the first thing is saying, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I just know that where I'm at is no longer serving me. So once you've accepted that, when you're ready to just jump, you need to, what I always say, you constantly have to tell yourself, you're not doing this to be affirmed by anyone else. You're actually doing this because it's for you. It's important for you. And that should be more than enough. It shouldn't be that you need others to agree or you because others won't understand chances are you don't even understand you're just (laughs) going with it right so what's the worst that could happen absolutely absolutely and uh, i love you know external validation is it is a nice thing it's a nice thing to have um when when other people are like hey man you're kicking ass you're doing the right thing but oftentimes it's not there and that should not stop you. Um, you should really be looking inside um, when you get to those, those transitions in life and figuring out what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that you said you, the, the main indicator is that your life isn't working. Um, something's not working and that should be your, 
your uh, your kind of impetus to make the decision to to move forward. Um, you may not have a perfect plan at the that sp- specific moment, um, but you do need to just make the move um, if life mm-hmm. isn't working as it is currently. Awesome. So, um, you know, I love everything you've said so far. Um, I'm sure you've worked with some people, you know, in your own coaching business, uh, kind of what are some, um, you know, we've already talked about how to make the leap. What are some other common, uh, issues that people run into or, um, need, need help with, uh, um, when they come to a life coach? I want to say, I think the biggest aha moments for people is when they realize how much of their values and their life journey has been based on their parents or um, the people around them, the values that the people around them have, and they haven't really figured out what their true values are. Like how much of those values have been created out of fear versus what you really want. So like if you're a person that your core value is to have fun in life, your parents might have said to you, well, fun is frivolous. You know, that doesn't amount to anything. So you'll never actually start with what is fun for me versus what is the responsible thing to do. So I want to say that's probably the hardest part for clients is to realize how much of their values is based on someone else's values and to finally let go of that and start creating their own. I I love that piece of advice or that, that, uh, that perspective, because, um, you know, we're born into this world, blank canvases and it's really, it's uh wow, shoot. I read a book a while ago. Um, I think it was the, for mastery or shoot i can't remember by a a mexican writer um doesn't matter it's it's not relevant um but the point is you know we come in as as blank slates and we are kind of formed by the people around us um you know they give us their their values um and you know once we get into our adulthood we really do need to identify what it is that we ourselves um value and so it sounds like that you know the clients that come to you the, the main issues they're having is they haven't uh, really identified what they themselves value versus what other people have told them to value. So um, I love that piece of advice. Figure out what you need to, what you value before uh, listening to what other people value. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on a little bit, we do try to keep these to around 20 minutes. So I'm going to push us forward. Uh, just, just the, just the nudge. Um <laughs> Going to uh, going to pieces of advice. So um, you know you you've been uh, in many different places in your life. You've been a, a, a corporate. You've been in corporate working in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you were a, an author, a poet, and now a life coach. So you've had all this experience. Um, if you were to go back to the Astrid who say was just getting out of um, high school or college, and give that person one piece of advice going forward, what would that piece of advice be? Forget everything your mom and your dad ever taught you. (laughs) Because what worked for them back then may not work for you now. So just, you know, allow yourself the space to fail and change the way you view failure. Failure is not like a permanent place. It's just an opportunity to do something differently. 
Absolutely. Allow yourself to fail and don't think of it as a permanent thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you also, you know, you work with women a lot. So speaking, you know, women to women, um, not to me, (laughs) if you were to give another uh, woman a piece of advice that's specifically relevant for, for females, what would that, what would that piece of advice be? That it's okay to want more. It's okay to, um, feel like you're dissatisfied with the way your life is like, if you don't want to be known as just mom or just wife to someone like that's okay. That there's, there's no shame in that. I think we have to release a lot of the shame that us as women take on. I don't know why, but for so many reasons, like we like, Oh, I, I gave my child McDonald's today. We'll feel ashamed by that. And it's like, so what the kid ate, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we have to release all that shame that we carry as women. Like if we want more, go get more. If we, if we want to change how we're viewed, then change it. Like it's your life. Perfect. I love it. Release the shame. Don't harbor it. Um, so, I mean, you are a poet, um, which means you have to love reading. No, there's nobody that <laughs> likes to write, but doesn't also like to read. So this next question is going to be an easy one for you. Um, I always like to ask two, two, uh, two book recommendations, one based on the subject that you're talking about. And then one just general, um, since we're kind of into the, uh, to the relationship aspect, um, or maybe spirituality, I can't remember, or I can't decide. So I guess one book on, um, let's say career. Uh, one book recommendation on career business and then one book recommendation just on general life wisdom. Oh, on business. Or anything relevant to coaching, I suppose. I was trying to go down the coaching route, but. I would say as far as, I I mean, I I could probably sum it to one for both. Everything is figure outable by Marie Forleo. It's a really good book for both business and life coaching because I mean they're kind they kind of play hand in hand. You got to figure out what it is that you really want so that you know what direction you want to go to go in as far as business and even you know personally. Um but if you had to uh say as far as business, I would say profit first. That's a really good book um, because it's important for us to make that distinction. I know that we struggle a lot, especially in entrepreneurship and as creatives, to actually ask for what we're worth. And it's important to know, like, if you're not thinking of profit, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. So profit first. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So everything is figure outable and Mm -hmm. profit first. Great, great suggestions. Um, so we are at the end here. If someone did want to get in contact with you, um, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, yeah, you can go to my website, astraferguson.com. Everything is on there. If you want to shoot me an email, it's info at astridferguson.com. Um, my social media, it's, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. So Astrid, A-S-T-R-I-D underscore Ferg, F-E-R-G on Instagram. So yeah. So come on over there. (laughs) 
So you can check out Astrid at her website, astridferguson.com. That's A-S-T-R-I-D-F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N.com. Um, again, Astrid, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciated everything you've shared with us today. For everybody who came along on this journey with us, um, thank you guys for showing up. Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you guys for sticking with us on another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of that guest. Um, Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Also, check out pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com if you want to get more information about what we do and what we offer. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and, and keep living in integrity with yourself. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode coming shortly.